Hey guys, welcome to Raising Worth. It has been a minute. We deeply miss you guys. And on this episode, we are excited to share about the concept of generosity and how our family incorporates it and touch on our heart behind Worthy Acts, which are micro campaigns that we launched earlier this year. But yeah, we miss you guys. We are excited to get on a regular schedule of recording soon. God has been doing a lot in our family's life, a lot in our lives. So we're excited to share on all about that. But we hope you enjoyed this episode on generosity. Good morning. Morning, everybody. Hope you all are doing well. It's, it's been, been a, a couple years. Feels like it. Well, um, if you couldn't tell, it's been a minute since we posted a podcast. Um, we left off on a marriage series and then the three families that we had set up, it just kind of didn't work out. Things didn't align. And so we thought, you know what? And then multiple times we went to go record in the car and then babies would scream. It was hilarious. And so we just figured, you know what? We'll circle back to it. You know, (laughs) whenever it happens, we'll get back to it. We definitely want to do a marriage series. Um, but yeah, like Eby said, there's a lot of stuff that didn't end up working out in our favor this time. And so, it's just life. So just life. we start from square one. Here we are yeah. showing up. And today's conversation is about generosity. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to share a little bit about our perspective on, or our heart behind um, the Worth campaigns and um, just kind of our perspective on generosity and obviously going into the holiday season. Um, this is a conversation we should be having monthly, but the holiday season usually highlights the specialty and the the blessing of a the blessing of Thanksgiving <laughs> generosity. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So yeah, yeah, you said it. You said it perfectly. So you know, worthy acts. That's something that um, has kind of been on our heart and been a part of our family for a long time. But now we're trying to, you know, make it something that's more intentional and something that we can bring people into. Yeah. Um, yeah, just we've always um, wanted to participate in just investing into people, sowing into people. And practical and, needs, like when people, I mean, yeah. they present themselves so frequently, yeah, right? Yeah, so absolutely. Like, Abs- absolutely. Like, you know, one of the, the more simple things, you know, that everybody can participate in is when uh, someone in the community has a baby, right? Yeah. Like how many different ways can you come around that couple? So many, right? You could buy diapers, you could bring meals, you mm-hmm. could binkies, bottles, whatever. Help you know. with the big kids. Help with yeah. the big kids if they have older kids, yeah. you know. Um, so, you know, that's one way to be generous and one way that we've, you know, love to participate. The other is like, you know, what if somebody in your community is starting like a business or something like that? Mm-hmm. Or Maybe they're going to a school or a missionary school yeah. or whatever. It's like, how can we come alongside them practically? Even, you know, maybe it's not paying for their entire tuition. Maybe it's just investing a small amount of money towards that tuition. Maybe it's just we're writing a recommendation. Maybe they need a recommendation. Who knows what it is? But so that idea has always been something we have uh, really loved participating in. And so that's the heart of where the Acts is basically just see a need, meet a need. And it comes from the verse in Acts when, you know, I'm going to paraphrase it and all of you biblical scholars might say it wrong, but (laughs) it's something along the lines of they were all gathered together in one place and 
all things that they had, all needs that they had were met because they shared everything amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. That's the idea behind it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's that's yeah. where where the acts is coming from. Yeah. And so we wanted to share a little bit about our heart behind generosity in general and how that um, kind of plays into this. And Maybe I think I got a little ahead of myself. No, that's great. No, I think that was <laughs> awesome to be able to give preface because, um, you know, just like social media, you see so many needs. Like, uh, I think a lot of people think, oh, I have to have a big following to be able to have impact in somebody's need. Um, but that's just not true. If you have one follower, you know, they say you're an influencer, you're influencing one person. <laughs> and so, um, our hope with this, with raising worth, or I'm sorry, with worth acts was that, um, people would multiply this and that they would use their platforms to be able to share for little needs within their community that they, you know, hope to bring impact in. And so, um, do you want to share kind of your heart behind generosity in general? Like, do you feel like do you feel like generosity starts with seeing a need? Do you feel like generosity starts with recognizing the need? Do you feel like what have you found in your life and your day to day has been the most impact as far as being generous? Like what does being generous look like to you? That's such a that's a tough question. I think I think what it comes down to for me is the willingness to be interrupted. I think that's what generosity looks like because there are a lot of formats you can be generous in. Be generous with your money, be generous with your time, can be generous with your compliments, be generous with your resources. So, um, you know, just a small example is we purchased a truck not too long ago. Not a super nice truck. It's not a new truck. It's an older truck. And... The reason why we wanted to purchase it was because of how many times we had to move things. Oh my gosh. And we would feel really bad like asking people to borrow their truck. Like no one likes asking someone like, hey, can can I borrow your truck for like a day? Also doesn't help that he's he's married to the Facebook marketplace freak. And so I'm always saying like, Zach, can we go pick this up? And before it's like, well, you can't fit it in our car, babe. So now. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Now it can fit. Yeah. But we, one of the reasons we wanted to buy it was so that we could basically leave the keys for our community. Like anybody who needs to pick it up, we have someone picking it up tomorrow. Like, and we just got it back. It's literally a library card that people just come and check out. (laughs) We just got it back like two days ago from another couple. And now we have, um, we have somebody else coming to pick it up on Saturday. And so like, that's an example of like, I feel like generosity with with resources, excuse me. And that is a little inconvenient because sometimes I want to use the truck, you know, but it doesn't bother me at all. Like, it's not something that bothers me. It's like, uh a willingness to be inconvenienced. And so I have found for me, um, and it's good for my, (laughs) it's good for my pride. You know, it's good for like, you know, uh, me slowing down. Like it's good for me in a number of ways to allow myself personally to be inconvenienced. So I would say that's kind of what I feel like has impacted me the most in my walk with generosity. Mm -hmm. Um, what about you? I'm curious. Like, what what do you feel like has been like one of the key takeaways? Um, yeah, in in your walk with generosity. Well, I think that um, 
you can usually measure your joy based off your generosity mm. um, because, you know, they always say it's so much better to give and to receive, but it's actually true. Like when you read articles about, you know, the neurotransmitters that are going off or uh, the neuroplasticity that's associated with giving, um, it's like your brain remembers the joy it is to give down to like, <laughs> you know, the neurons in your body, like yeah. that your makeup were made to give. Um, and I love when science um, supports like biblical truth, the biblical truth yeah, and just like the, the curiosity of Jesus. It's like cool how they can go together it's like so that. cool when, yeah, scientists like discover that, you know, and just what goes off, but um, it's this dopamine hit, right. To give. And for me, I have learned that I, it is crazy how the devil <laughs> just doesn't really know the language of generosity. He doesn't know how to be generous. And so I've learned that the easiest way to discern the voice of God is usually in that little prompting to give. Um, and then on the same, on the flip side of things, I've also learned the biggest disobedience sure. is when I don't give. Like, I can't tell you how many times at the grocery store, and we've had this happen to us where, you know, in hard seasons, people are like, I want to pay for your groceries. And you're like, that actually just changed my life. Like, you actually just put food on our table. Um, and it, it's just, it's crazy when people just do that and they don't expect anything back. But for me, that is one of the more common things. I feel like the Lord, I'll be at Trader Joe's probably at least a few times a month and it'll be like, buy that person's food or buy, you know, whatever. And you're like, and sometimes when you don't listen to it and you get in your car and you're like, that, that didn't cost me anything. And I just actively disobeyed. Like yeah. I hate that feeling of walking away knowing because it's not like the devil told you to buy that lady's groceries, you know, like no, she, he doesn't. And so uh, it's that art of being inconvenienced. That's like, Oh my gosh. And it's the inconvenience that actually changes lives. Cause all of a sudden you're like, they didn't have to do that. And also when maybe I've learned that it's a lot easier to feel the inclination to be generous with someone that you know needs it. But sometimes I'll feel that, correction and that like invitation from the Lord when you can see someone that maybe quote unquote doesn't need it. Maybe they have a Louis Vuitton, maybe they're driving a Tesla with this exterior um kind of they don't need platform. Yeah, you well you can see, yeah, you can see, oh okay, they have that. They don't need that. But I can feel the Lord often challenge me with like, hey, buy her coffee, buy her groceries, because all of a sudden they'll you know, when you do that, they'll be like that was so nice. You didn't have to do that. And they didn't need it, maybe, you know, based off the exterior variables that you are seeing. Or maybe not but, in a financial sense. But then you see them. Yeah. It, it really does invitate. It's this multiplication of generosity. And so I have learned that the easiest, most practical way for me to be able to partner with Jesus is to practically be generous. And like you said, it's not always money. Um, I cannot tell you how many coffee dates I don't want to go on <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. It is. You know, we got kids. You got tired. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, I can't tired. export to people yeah. or even Instagram. It's sometimes this generous act of, uh, you know, like sharing, not necessarily, there's this, you know, fine line between vulnerability and oversharing, but sometimes it's this generous act of, oh, I really don't feel like sitting down and like exporting my heart into this caption, but I can feel somebody needs it. Or like, I can feel that God's been speaking to me about this. And so I'm going to share it. And then it, you know, it multiplies and vulnerability invites vulnerability. Real, the reality of Jesus is what the fruit, the good fruit of your life, it always multiplies and it affects other people. And then it is deposited in the garden of other people's hearts. And then they're growing something in response to, you know, whatever's being orchestrated or like, uh, you know, cultivated privately in your own life. Yeah. So 
all that to say, I have learned the this generous um, kind of like chromosome. It's this like, it's this Christian chromosome that is weaved within all of us that we are made to give. And it is so amazing because like we said, I started this all with the joy that is deposited deep within your soul of meeting someone else's need is incomparable. Right. So what I want to ask you, and maybe that's your answer is like, what does it do for you? Cause I think that, you know, generosity is, is not made only just for the other person where the act is going to, but for you, you know, I I think God asks us to be generous Mm -hmm. just as much for the other person as for ourselves. Well, you know, not in a selfish way, but there's something about generosity that changes both people involved. It's just kind of intrinsic to one hundred percent. So, like, what do you feel like it does when you're generous? What goes through your mind? Your what goes through your neural pathway? What <laughs> is running down the river of your mind when you encounter generosity? Okay, when you say that, my first thought is that story where they're like the guy is like on a boat or or on an island, and he's like, "I'm praying for somebody to rescue me," and then mm-hmm. he sends a boat, and then he's like, "No, no, no, don't worry, I'm praying for God to rescue me," and then he sends a canoe or whatever, and then and then finally the end of the story is uh-huh. like, "God, you didn't rescue me." He's like, "I sent a boat, I sent a person, oh, I sent yeah, a, yeah. and you didn't." And so I feel like for me, when you are having that, like what it does for me is it reminds me God loves to use his people to maybe rescue might be an extreme thing. So I, you know, God is really the only one that rescues, but he loves to use his people to play a part in his heart and in his generous acts. And so for me, when I get to be a part of someone else's life, I am brought out of myself almost like this like actual like experience where I look at this microcosm of what how God uses his people and how actual change within this world happens mm. and you're like this actually happens in these small little tiny bits right. of generosity right, right, and I'm right. like so then when I look at my life and I'm like dang I need a miracle I need this this I'm often remembered okay maybe just maybe God would put on someone's heart or a few people's hearts to join together and maybe that's how we'll bring, you know, because sometimes I feel like believers are like this just kind of silly perspective of like, God, would you miraculously multiply the $20 like, or like put it in the dryer in our jean pockets or, or, um, you know, gosh, fill up my gas tank miraculously because you know, I don't have the money for it or bring a new coworker because I need a friend or whatever. And it's like, we're expecting this like supernatural move, which sometimes he does do that. But I argue to say most of the time, the way God wants to move is through his people and through the obedience of his people. And so I would say what it does for me is it reminds me of how, if we are yielded to the spirit, if we are living our life as a people that respond to his voice and respond to his invitation, that's when we'll see move. And then when I'm in a place, which is daily, and I think, oh, I really like God, would you move in this place? Or would you move in this space? Or I need you in this area. I would hope that equal people are equally yielded and that, you know, in that place where I'm like, oh, I hope a miracle comes in my life, that people would respond to it. And then I'd be like, dang, that's amazing that God used Allie, that God used Zach, that God used this complete stranger to be able to move in this place that I was like asking God to move in, mm. you know, and that's not, I'm not saying that that's why you give, like, you know, we've heard yeah, this message totally. many times, don't give. So then you hope to receive on the other end or oh, I'm going to give God $50. So then he multiplies right. it. God is not Bitcoin. He is not 
uh, an investment account like where S and P five hundred. <laughs> exactly. He's that's not how he works. Yeah. Um, no, that's really good. Yeah. And, and I think that they're, well, I'll kind of like interpret, you know, I guess in a way what you're saying. And this is what I've been thinking the whole time. And it's kind of what I hear you saying. Because for me, like generosity uh, is something that opens me up. Mm-hmm. Okay. It opens my mind up. It opens my heart up. It opens my spirit up. It opens me up. It's a, it's an act of opening up my world and really just allowing me to get out of myself and open myself up to the world around me, to other people's needs. And I feel like for me, in the days where I feel really closed off from the people around me, whether it's the barista cross getting my coffee, whether it's the cashier line of the grocery store, whether it's people who are driving next to me, well, I don't want to let them in in front of me, you know? <laughs> it's like I can feel a sense of you know, my mind, my heart, my spirit closing off because I don't want to be generous. So there's something very opening about generosity. And when I find myself getting closed off, the way that I can open myself up is by an act of generosity. Mm -hmm. I feel like God, and it's like, I feel like God has given humans acts of generosity to continue to stay more connected to one another. And so what you're talking about in my mind is just this huge connected web of believers, mm-hmm. right? It's like the world wide web of believers. <laughs> it's like, but for real, it's like this network of believers yeah. that when you participate in generosity, it's like, it's not that you do it to get it back. It's just that if you're participating in the network, it just comes back, mm-hmm. right? It, you don't have to do anything. It's, kind it's of like the chain of the network. It just flows back around, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I think that for me, my- Catch and release. Catch and release, like fishing. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Catch, Tell me more about this. <laughs> well, you're the fisherman. But I just think, you know, if a yeah. bunch of fish are in the river and you catch something and then you put it back in, that's why there's this ecosystem right. of, yeah. you know, I, like I, I guess, I like generosity. That. Keep the ecosystem clean. Like, don't take more than you need, 100%. you know? Like, yeah, no, hundred. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah, when I catch a, a little fish, if I'm up in the river... I don't take it out. I le- I put it back in, you know. <laughs> Got to let it live its life. Yeah. Become a part of the ecosystem. Anyways, you but... the turn of our podcast is all about... Fishers of men. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but it's, it's just, I don't know. It's really cool, this act of generosity and how it opens us up on a practical level. And I think then what it does in the relationship with the Father is like it opens you up to hear from Him. Like... I believe that the language of Jesus is generosity. You know, like Jesus speaks in generosity. Like that's how he lived. And he wants us to live that way. And I'm so like when I wake up in the morning, it's not like I'm like, I can't wait to be generous. It takes me time to get into the spirit and into the heart. And it is a total discipline Mm -hmm. because there are so many times I don't want to be generous. Oh, for sure. And I can hear the voice of God saying like, but you need to be give, like, give, it's good give. for your soul. Yes, like yes. this is food to your spirit. This is going to nourish your mind. If you're generous, you need to do it, Zach. Mm-hmm. And it's not out of obligation. Mm-hmm. I just know what's best for me. Like, yeah. I don't like, you know, it's like, uh, just practically when you're trying to eat healthier, like, you know, maybe you do do it out of obligation. <laughs> maybe, maybe I know not, I do. <laughs> but, but, I but there are certain things for me like 
getting hydrated that I enjoy doing. I know that sounds weird, but I'll be drinking a water bottle and thinking like, this is fortifying my body. And you know, this is helping my body. And I do it because I know it's going to be good for me. Not an obligation. Totally. So let's take this conversation into a similar vein where we just saw that meme the other day. It's like when you try to eat healthy and then Chick-fil-A is around the corner and you're like, Chick-fil-A is eyeing you. So you know how when you are trying to the discipline of eating healthy and then all of a sudden you're like of course someone has to take me to dinner and of course they're gonna pay mm-hmm. and of course it's to my favorite restaurant and fill in the blank right. and how those opportunities always come do you find that same kind of struggle when i know for me <clears throat> sometimes this is my personal experience will give to a person or mm-hmm. maybe a you know organization right, or right, something right. and you'll be like Oh, I just gave this. And then later, the second thought is like, that would have been a vacation for our family or that would have been, you know, and I, I'm like, ah, and then I'm like, why does that thought go through my head where I measure up what we just gave and how it could have benefit me and how I could have saved it towards something I want. Yeah. And then, you know, in the same way that when you're going trying to eat healthy and all of right. a sudden you're like, oh, but this, offer, this invitation just presented itself. Oh gosh. What do you do with that thought of like, dang, I just gave to that and now I can't do this and I want, or like we'll bring it even more selfish. I just gave to this person and that same amount would have got me the jeans that I really, really wanted. They're clean. They're fair trade from a great company. They kind of cost a lot, but it's investment because you have these jeans forever. You know, you you convince yourself of all these like practical, practical, eco-friendly, like, oh, these are the jeans God wants me to have. No, I'm kidding. I would never say that, but (laughs) some people, people, shoot, I'm calling you out right now. Hey, God doesn't want you to have those jeans. I'm kidding. Uh, No, but you kind of get into that vein where all of a sudden for me, I know I measure up, oh, I just gave to this and now I wish I could have used that money for this. What do you do with that thought? Um, Or even sometimes you'll give and then 20 minutes later you open your email to a bill and you're like, shoot, now I can't afford this bill because I just gave to X. What do you do with that thought? I think that is, um, I think that's like the beginning phases of the father teaching generosity, right? Because if you look at it in a practical mirror and not to say that this is a perfect example, but I think it's an example to like, you know, play with this concept in which the example is like when you're uh, a baby, you know, you have a very hard time sharing your toys, right? Totally. But as you grow up, it gets easier to share your toys. And I think that, well, that, and this is what I'm about to get at. I think that you need to start sharing your toys early. So to, so to say, right. Mm -hmm. It's like with generosity, like, you know, if you're thinking in your head, yeah. If you're giving and thinking in your head, like, you know, oh shoot, I could have bought this or I could have bought that. It shows that, you know, this is maybe a beginning phase of like being generous, Mm -hmm. right. Because it's that whole clash of like, I don't want to share my toys. But it's like, when you start doing that more often, then you realize what happens when you share toys. You get to collaborate with another human being, right? right? There's a collaboration that gets involved. And then you guys create games and memories together as kids, right? And I'd say it's the same with adults. Like every time I've ever sewed into somebody's life, there's a memory and a moment created between me and that person. And I get to be involved in you know, what they're about to go into. I have a really good friend who was working just in a retail space. Um, He was working in the restaurant industry, um, not retail, but 
he is, he was, I could just see it on him. He has the spirit of, you know, entrepreneurship and he's a leader Mm -hmm. and he's sitting here working at this job and he's bored. And I mean, he's, you know, one of the best workers there and him and I keep having these conversations. I'm like, dude, you need to start your own business. Like you have so much ambition Mm -hmm. and you're so good at what you do. Mm -hmm. And I spent hours and hours and hours with this guy until he finally started his own business. Yeah. And he's thriving in his own business That's now. Awesome. He's so busy. He can't keep up with the business he has. And awesome. old, like, like baby, you know, baby Christian, just learned generosity, Zach wouldn't have wanted to spend that time. Yeah. But I had done that so many times leading up to this moment to where it was literally my joy. I knew what the father was doing. Mm-hmm. I knew that he was creating a memory and a moment mm-hmm. and a bond with this other human being mm-hmm. and that we were going to be able to share it. I mean, we talk about it on the phone all the mm-hmm. time to this day, you know. And we've become so much closer, you know, as a result of that. And so I think that, you know, that thought is an initial thought where the father is challenging the mind to grow and mature in generosity. Now, I think, you know, like the hard one, you know, they're all hard, but a really hard one for me personally is what you said the second time is the second example is like, oh, shoot, we just gave X and now we got a bill to pay. I know. That one's tough because I deal with uh, just as somebody who is ambitious with the idea of receiving from the father when it comes to finances. I, know. I feel like I want to go make it happen. Totally. I'm like, okay. So, so we just, that, yeah. Better, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we just gave a thousand. All right. Well, what do we got to do to earn another thousand so we can pay for that bill or whatever? You know, it's like whatever the amount is. And so I think that's also an immaturity. That's a mindset of immaturity and generosity because the truth is anytime we've ever given, right, and and something came up that we needed provided for, it was exceedingly provided for. So for sure. not just that the bill was paid, but that we had money left over. Mm-hmm. So that's attention too. Well, and I think the root kind of, um, I guess, issue with that immature thought that you, both you and I have walked through some and still... Specifically talking about like the, hey, I got a bill, yes. I give, okay. The root of that is um, this this provider complex that we are the ones that brought in the money. Right. So we get to be the ones who distribute it how we want. Right. And then we will be the ones that will earn it again. And yeah. it's this hamster wheel of we are the master of our finances, yeah. which Zach and I have processed through. I feel like 2020 and 2021, that was really the biggest thing God taught, taught us. I feel was, like that was like the only thing we processed. So it was true. like he's like, you, you guys provider are complex. through this. Provider complex. We literally, it's like you think you are so powerful that you are the one that brings every penny into your bank account. Absolutely not. And so it kind of, the root issue with the immaturity of thinking that you are the master of your finances and the master of your generous acts is a lack of trust. You are assuming that you're trusting yourself more than you're trusting God to provide. You're trusting that, oh, I just gave to this. Oh, shoot, now I'm getting this bill to pay. Of course this would happen. Gosh, that's just... God would do that or what, or that wasn't God. That was the enemy or, you know, you play this whole narrative of like, but the reality is just like God, you have to trust that God was in the moment of giving and that he will be in the moment of someone giving to you or providing for you, or it's this whole puzzle. And it's like the whole point of like when you are giving to somebody, you're giving time, you're giving them whatever. The whole exchange of that within like the heavenly realm to me is it's, the language translates as, I trust you, God. 
I'm giving this to that person because I trust you. I'm going to go to this coffee date with this person that might not necessarily like be my person, but I trust that you're going to move in this. And I trust that, you know, and it's like at the end of the day, if I, if I were, um, this is not how God works, but sometimes I've had this thought of this IRS check. You know, it's like they check, okay, you gave her this much, you made this much. Okay. We're going to tax you this much. And I've actually had the thought of when I get to heaven, again, this is not biblical. This is not, this is just Evie's imagination. (laughs) I've had the thought of I die. I am sitting at the gates of heaven. And I just wonder like, what if every penny I gave what if it was measured to the amount that I kept for me or, you know, I really, really want when I die and I go to heaven for, to be, see this number of like, wow, she actually gave more than she made as if that doesn't even mathematically make sense. But again, cause there's other ways of giving. And I just wonder, I'm like, gosh, I want that to be the full expression of my life that yeah. she was generous with everything yeah. she had, yeah. every gift that the Lord deposited, every, um, you know, check that the Lord deposited every coffee date that she didn't leave that coffee date uh, with kind of this like heavy, like, ugh, I'm so annoyed. Cause also just side point, there is nothing worse than being in the presence of somebody that you know, doesn't want to be there. When yeah. someone is doing you yeah. a duty, this, ugh, I'm here just to check it off. This yeah. charity project of right. like going um, to coffee so, with someone. There yeah. is not, I mean, we've all sat down with maybe a leader or a pastor or someone and you're like, they don't want to be here. Yeah. Wow. I feel like scum of the earth. Don't be that person. <laughs> when you are with someone, be with that person. Don't check your phone. Don't. We've <laughs> got a lot of, uh, you know, insight on coffee dates. So, <laughs> Dude, every girl listening to this is like, ah, coffee dates. <laughs> We're going to do uh, maybe an episode called Coffee Dates soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reality is that's just how fun, girls though. connect. I mean, uh-huh. men too. I know you go on a lot of coffee dates, but it's like that's just the art. Called coffee meetings. Uh, coffee meetings. <laughs> girls, coffee dates. Coffee, coffee meetings. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true true actually you're like I got a meeting I'm like is it a meeting or is it a date (laughs) (laughs) but um you know that that art of giving yourself when you don't necessarily want to um whether it's your presence or whether it is you know finances that really is translating as God I trust you God I trust you and um God can do a lot more with your yes than he can do like he loves a yes, I'll do this versus a, ugh, fine. You know, there's such a difference in how God is going to show up in your life and in, in how the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you when you have kind of that open spirit to like, I just want to give to this. So, um, practical ways to give. This is something that our family has, um, implemented for a couple years now. Um, and maybe this is something that, because our kids, this is a culture, a spiritual discipline that we cultivate in our family. And this is a culture within our family. We keep usually granola bars. We haven't in a while, uh, water bottles. We used to keep water bottles in our trunk, but we have developed this. If you have food in your car and you pass a homeless person, you do not pass them. I also have gotten so much flack on social media about this. Actually. So many people are like, yeah. Uh, And to me about homeless and just, you know, people on the corner and yeah. And just essentially, you know, don't give them food. Well, usually if for me, if it's not food, then it's a dollar. And you know, people are like, they're going to use that dollar for alcohol. And it's like, Oh, that's not, Oh my gosh. Yes. 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 And so for our family, there's a specific corners in our downtown that there's always obviously, you know, people 
begging or, you yeah. know, whatever, yeah. panhandling. And our family, it's so funny. If we pass them and we don't give to them, Asa will go. Both of our kids. Both our kids. Yeah, Birdie 100%. will say, why, Mama, why didn't you stop? Why didn't you give them food? Yeah. Why didn't you Why didn't you give them something for, you know, Chick-fil-A card? Why didn't you, whatever. Yeah, we did that the other day. Yeah. Like we didn't have food, so we gave them a free Chick-fil-A card that we had. Life, right? <laughs> but that, to me, that is being the hands of Jesus. It's yeah. not up to you, like... Just bare minimum, feeding the hungry, status quo, like serving people. That's just what you should do as a human. You don't even have to like. <laughs> yeah, and to not make that too big and like overbearing because <laughs> I've definitely felt the feeling of like there are so many, many homeless people, people yeah. hungry people, you, you know, and then you start to like spiral out of control and feel like overly burdened. Don't, you know, don't get caught up in like, you know, trying to help the entire world. Like we can't as right. individuals help the entire world. But – it's like there might be a, like maybe like one guy totally. who's homeless that you just decide like I'm going to hook that homie up with a granola bar 100%. every day. Have like, you ever it. given a granola bar to a hungry person and later regretted it? Like No. No, not <laughs> at all. People are so but I, selfish sometimes where they're like or, or maybe it's $5, you know. Yeah. And I think people also just don't know what to do. Yeah. Like I think that like it it is like we're all naturally selfish. Sure. And so that puts us at a disadvantage of not knowing what to do because we're selfish. Oh, I mean, it's you like, don't even have to teach kids to say mine. It's no, like, where do they yeah, learn this? It's yeah. innate in us to be like, mine. Yeah, that's why <laughs> generosity is a discipline. You learn the ways, just, I mean, any other discipline, right? So, like, if you're going to pick up tennis as a, you know, practical athletic discipline, there's so many different techniques mm-hmm. and ways about, you know, playing tennis that you have to learn totally. it's the same with generosity like there's there's ways that you have to learn the opportunities and and then even just the language when you're coming to somebody you know you know not like coming in like a rescuer Freaking hero mentality. yeah like, don't you're not, you're a, not hero. a savior yeah, you're not a hero for giving a homeless person a granola bar it's just <laughs> totally. it's just an act of humanity just humans. yeah it's just an act of humanity being a good human. like being a good human totally. you know and so it's like it's like just adopting the mindset of of Maybe I can't help the world at, mm-hmm. at, at large, at scale, but I could pick like a couple of people mm-hmm. and just really sew into them. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, that's corner, that's a Joe on the corner guy right there. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to help Joe. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring him food. I might give him five, you know, bucks like every month or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, totally. whatever. And you could just help the homie. And it's not about like what you give him. Mm-hmm. It's literally what he's going to see mm-hmm. is your consistency mm-hmm. and see like, someone cares. Mm-hmm. So when people are like, oh, they're just going to spend their money on X. I mean, I get what you're saying, but personally, to me, it's not about that. Mm-hmm. It's about the fact that people are still willing to see their need, still willing to not overlook them. And if you're concerned about giving them money, like, and, and you have a real conviction that you think they're going to spend that on something illicit, whatever. Sure. Bring them food. Yeah. Bring them water. Totally. You know what I mean? Like, 100%. there's no, there's at the end of the day, you can, for every excuse, You're not responsible for, there's yeah. a solution. <laughs> for sure. Right? For sure. So, With generosity, there's always a solution. A solution. Yeah. For sure. Um, any other practical ways to give that come to your mind? I think time is like, like coffee date. Like, oh. to me, that's the biggest the same, one. There's always a problem. There's always a solution. I got yeah. too many kids. Yeah. I don't have money. Uh, Order water. Right. Okay. Uh, have them come to your house. Right. Make your own coffee at home. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's a big thing for us as we love your opening your home. Yeah. Open your table. Yeah. Serve someone food. I can't yeah. afford it. I can barely feed myself. Do a crock pot meal. 
Shoot, or enchilada cheese, soup, a mac and cheese. Cents. You know, I think people sometimes think to be generous, it's like, oh, I got to make them this Thanksgiving feast when they come over. It's like, yeah. you know what? We had a crock pot dinner the other night with friends that costed, you know, two dollars and fifty cents uh-huh. to make, yeah. and it's and it delicious. Amazing, yeah. <laughs> Cornbread, sixty nine cents. Like, yeah. it doesn't cost a lot to be generous with it your doesn't. table bringing people into your home and saying, yeah. I want to serve you. Um, this is just a practical thing that the Hepworths almost always try and incorporate is when you invite someone over for dinner and they say, what can you bring? You always say, just yourself. Unless it's a huge potluck style, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we always say, just bring yourself. Because there's nothing better than showing up to someone's house, not having to bring a thing. What's the worst thing? You're on the way and you're like, oh, shoot, we're supposed to bring bagged salad you saw by a grocery <laughs> store or whatever. Yeah. Like, it is a great feeling walking in somewhere and saying they're going to provide Just, every yeah, meal. Yeah, having, having the meal ready. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, See, so, yeah, yeah, I think time. With, oh, time. time. Go ahead. Like, yeah. you know, that's one way to share your time, you know. Another is just, like, phone calls. Like, Sometimes my phone rings off the hook. Oh my gosh, you guys! Zach's phone calling. Zach's phone never stops ringing. Oh my gosh! Just wanted to like process things, you know. (laughs) And obviously, like with much more generous at this time than I am. (laughs) With everything going on, and like you know, just even beyond what has to be done in a day, I have my own desires. Like I have things I want to do, but there are times where I know God is asking me to process things with people. And so a phone call, a phone call goes a long ways, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's 30 minutes and people always feel bad. Like, well, what if I get into that call and, and like they're sharing their heart and I just can't get off the call? Look, at the end of the day, I'll even answer the phone and tell people I've got 30 minutes. Totally. Let's knock this out. Yeah. I want to hear as much as I can hear on this call this and then we can pick up the phone mm-hmm. another day, yeah. you know, so you can be generous and have boundaries mm-hmm. with your time. Mm-hmm. And it is a it is a dance to learn. Total but tension, it's yeah. totally doable. I agree. So I think that's the most practical way to be generous is your time. I agree. Voice um, memos, just encouraging. It, sure. it yeah. is ridiculous Absolutely. when you get a random message from somebody seeing the unseen. Like mm-hmm. when someone says, hey, I see you in this sector. I see what right. you're doing. I see what you're depositing in that. I want to let you know I believe in you. God totally blesses you or whatever. It is like, changes your whole day. You're like, oh my yeah. gosh, she didn't have to send that. That was amazing. That was so kind. And it just, it changes. It really, it being on the receiving end of that generous encouragement and that comment, you're like, man, that changed my whole day. And a changed day usually brings a different, you know, kind of fruit yeah. or different thing. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, it really is like all of a sudden the days will feast on themselves. And you're like, this was a pretty good week. Right. Okay. And for me, I am a hundred percent pessimist you could give me one you could give me five amazing life-changing comments and if somebody gave me one negative comment i anchor myself on that and so it's this discipline i'm learning that to learn how to grab a hold of these good things that people give you someone buys you a coffee if somebody like these little tiny deposits that people are making into you remember them let like your marrow remember it let your neuroplasticity remember it because for some reason it just sinks right out of my memory and all i feast on for the whole week is the few negative things that happened or Mm. comments or whatever happened and so that's what i'm learning is it's just as generous you be generous with yourself Mm -hmm. in allowing those good things to settle in and actually bring change into your spirit and bring change throughout your day because that is when all of a sudden you're going to, like for me, it, it changes your vision, it changes your lens, and you're more joyful rather than just being kind of heavy on the few negative things that happened. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. Yeah. It's definitely something that, again, <clears throat> back to the discipline aspect, like we've got to, yeah, we've got to learn how to hold on to, meditate on, and 
Yeah, it's it's a powerful thing. So we have had a long journey with generosity. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we started talking about it when we got married, trying to figure out what that looked like for us, um, you know, as a married couple and then, you know, navigating it as a family and figuring out how to incorporate that. So we are still on the journey, yeah. learning how to be generous, learning new creative ways that, you know, uh, God is speaking to us on how to be generous and uh, which is where the worthy acts, you know, is yeah, coming from. from. Um, so if you guys have some ideas uh, on ways that you guys are generous, um, please let us know. Yeah. Email us. Yeah. Put in the comments, you know, on the podcast. Yeah. Like we want to continue to collaborate with people yeah. on ways to be generous. And I think that, you know, putting all of our minds together on that topic is worthwhile because I think that we can create better communities when we can all pool together and be generous. Right. And that's that's really like our conviction. Oh, for sure. You know, is that, you know, we can create healthier, more sustainable, you know, more like kingdom-filled communities based off of acts of generosity. 100%. And so please yes. let us know. So I want to share a really quick story yeah. of generosity because it will spark, it might spark some excitement in people. A couple weeks ago, this stranger on Instagram DMs us and says, hey, I saw that Asa wants to be a pilot. Um, this is amazing. Yeah. I felt had it on my heart to have Asa contact a local pilot or plane place and have pilot fly, have Asa be the pilot of a plane. Um, Would you feel comfortable with that? Oh my gosh, I feel kind of, she was like, I feel silly even asking this. I hope you don't think it's creepy. And I'm like, creepy, this is amazing. Oh my gosh, that was so thoughtful of you. Um, uh, And she was like, I know how busy you are. So I'll set the whole thing up and I'll just let you know. And then maybe you can tell me a few times at work. And I'm like, okay, this is great. And I'm like that, you can't tell you. A, she offered this amazing, you know, experience for our son. B, she offered to set it up, which for my rattled brain was everything, almost equal as the actual like gift itself. Then she comes back and goes, you're never going to believe this. I called this place. This man that's the pilot heard about Ace's story. He doesn't want to charge. He wants to do it completely free. I'm like, what? Oh my gosh. Which you guys, this, this kind of experience isn't cheap. No. So then Zach goes and, um, you know, takes Asa, which was a life thing. You know, Asa's smiling from ear to ear. It was this whole thing that he's never going to forget. But then we learn about a need of the pilot and the pilot and what he's fundraising. He's, you know, wants to be a missionary in Congo, like this amazing story where it's like this one spark of generosity from this one woman. Where is she at again? She's actually like on the New East York. Coast? Yeah, yeah. New York, I think, or maybe Pennsylvania. Yeah. And it's like, I traveled all the way to Idaho, which then will travel all the way to Congo. Like yeah, it's this whole crazy puzzle and it doesn't make sense and her little obedience it's this you know obviously this huge wave but it's just like that actually brings change and you know worthy acts our whole kind of like I guess campaign around it or our like little motto is generosity changes lives because it's like literally that changed Ace's life which changed you know which then now we get to be generous with this family and it's just like it is so crazy to me And so with that, where the acts, like our heart behind where the acts is there, it's this short micro amount of time where you get to be generous and we're going to invite people to be generous. So sometimes it's going to be, uh, you know, this specific family that needs a car. Like last year we did a car, we've raised enough money for this um, that wasn't last year. That was a few years ago. Yeah. We raised, did this little tiny Venmo account or Venmo uh, campaign where we raised like over two grand for this for that gentleman that really yeah. needed a car. Yeah. It was so cool. And you know, what's so cool is it's like, 
a hundred people gave five bucks or whatever. Like this little tiny obedience from multiple people. It was so crazy, the fruit of it. And so with Worthy Acts, there isn't this like, okay, we're going to like, you don't have to go around searching for needs. They are everywhere. You look left, you look right everywhere, but it's going to be us just responding to like really the spirit and feeling the spirit move on certain needs. And it's like, okay, that's something that we're going to do Worthy Act campaign. And it's the 72 hour give to this cause and like just be a part of something greater than you and then pivot and then find other areas in your life you can give. And then a few months later or weeks or days, whatever it is, we might have another one or we might go six months without. There's no routine rhythm yeah. of us being like we're doing this monthly. Um, and I think that's also the specialty of it is that, you know, it's kind of the surprise. It's like, oh, yay, another Worthy Acts campaign. Yeah. And so as you guys see them pop up on Raising Worth or on Zach's Instagram or my Instagram, um, we hope that it's like this privilege and this joy for us to be able to band together and be able to be a part of something greater. And like we said, change lives through our generosity. hundred percent. And it's that concept again, like it's a, it's a micro campaign for a short amount of time. And it's that whole idea that we've really been hitting on, which is it doesn't take changing the whole world to change, change the world. Come right. On. Like it's the idea that all these little acts kind of add up to a tipping point, you yeah. know, I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing how quickly a drop of water can actually break through rock. Yeah. Right? If it drips and hits the rock long enough, it's just one drop, but it literally will break through the rock. So it's just, it's, it's pretty amazing. Like just a little bit of effort goes a long way. And so we're really excited to so like excited. just participate with you guys and collaborate um, yes. through acts of generosity. Yes. Um, so that is everything that we have for today for the most part. Um, we are going to start hopefully a routine um, biweekly podcast release um, going into this winter. And we are just so thankful you guys to come along our family. We've been so patient with our family this year. Um, and together we've been able to be a part of some really cool stuff. And you know, worth campaigns are where the acts is just one of those things. Um, we are also able, we didn't get to share this. We got to share over two grand to the preemptive love Afghanistan uh, campaign, which Let's was so go, cool. guys, come yeah. on. A bunch of strangers. Yeah. Together, we got to directly affect. Part of this community. Absolutely. It's amazing. Um, and so being able to share the response of each campaign will be yeah. such a fun, special thing that we'll be able to do together and celebrate. But Do you want um, to share about what preemptive love does? Because I don't know if everybody knows sure. what preemptive yeah, love good idea. is and, and where that money is going to yes. and what they're doing with it in Afghanistan. Yes. So preemptive love... Um, is an organization that helps in um, mainly Middle Eastern countries in war-stricken areas. And essentially, um, the campaign that we were able to be a part of was specific to Afghanistan. And so what recently happened with uh, the U.S. having to pull out in the Taliban now um, kind of overseeing all of Afghanistan, there was obviously a huge, huge risk with women and children because now women and children are kind of back to not having any worth there. And so our campaign with Preemptive Love, they have uh, partners on the ground that are specifically helping that people group. And so we basically were like, hey, guys, this is on our heart. We're going to have a 72-hour giving period to this organization. And we raised over two grand. Which is so amazing. It's so amazing. Just a real quick 72 hours. It's just amazing that people were like, okay, here's 20 bucks. Yes, it was so, so powerful. Um, So... Stuff like that. That's what life's about, yeah. you know, like investing in people, investing in nations, investing powerful. in families. Yeah. So be on the lookout for more of those little campaigns. Yep. And we also have an actual physical product. 
that we've been working on yes. for the past five months, six months. Yeah. It's 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 been a long time. It's an undertaking. It's, it's not an, an easy thing to create. It's not. We've worked really hard collaborating with this amazing illustrator. designer yep. and illustrator, and so. We will be releasing that hopefully here in the next couple of months. So yep. keep an eye out for that as well. And yep. thank you guys so much for your generosity yes. towards us. Thank you. And we will see you in the next two weeks. Have a great rest of your week. Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode on generosity. Like always, it really helps us so much when you share these episodes. Maybe when you comment something that affected you on this episode that you liked. Um, if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you're on Spotify, all of the different platforms you're listening to this podcast, if you are able to give us a rating and a little tiny comment in that area, it helps more people get a hold of this content. So thanks for listening to this episode. We will see you next time.